down in front. Welcome back to Old Fogies and Films. Each episode, the members of this panel take turns assigning a film to watch and discuss. We have... Eric. Eric. Oh. <laughs> I was trying to get on IMDb too. I, <laughs> I put myself first. We have Eric, Ruth, Takia. <laughs> Sorry. Uh. Sorry, Takia, you were just so enjoying saying your name. I, I, should, I should be excited. It's you like should be. It's good. It's good. Exactly. Takia. There's a lot more enjoyment than I was re- expecting. Yeah. Fahad. And me, Shelly. As a prompt for the first cycle of this new season, we decided our picks should make a meaningful callback in some way to our first movie pick last season. My first pick was Captain Fantastic, so I assigned the fogies to watch Christopher Guest's Warrior Consideration. For all you out there, home for Thanksgiving. Like Captain Fantastic, this movie focuses on the theme of family. Now I am going to give a brief plot summary of For Your Consideration, and then I'm going to call on all, I want to hear what all y'all think about this movie. So For Your Consideration is a movie about the making of a movie called Home for Purim, and As the movie production winds down and the award season begins in Hollywood, um, there starts to be a bit of Oscar buzz surrounding the actors of this movie. And the um, film follows what happens when these actors are nominated for an Oscar or there's buzz that they're going to be nominated. So I am very excited to hear what you all think about it. So first I'm going to call on Eric. Okay. Um, so I love Christopher Guest movies. I, I will admit though that when this one started, I was a little confused at the tone because I think I just expected it to be more jokey. Uh, and it's actually a little more serious. It's, it's like more subtle. Uh, a little more real world, I guess. So it took me a while to sort of get into that groove with it. Uh, And then um, I think I started to enjoy it. I started to enjoy it even more about halfway through when people really started acting ridiculous because of just the idea that maybe they were going to get some attention for for being in this movie, which uh, it was hard to tell like when watching it, is this actually a good movie? (laughs) Like I I would watch the things that they were shooting within the film and, and think, is this like, is it actually like a really low quality film that people are just accidentally talking about? <laughs> um, uh, but then of course, uh, the that old Hollywood thing happens where the movie that they were making might've actually been good. Uh, and it seemed like it had some things going for it, but who knows what they ended up with. I, I would have think I would have really been interested in seeing some clips for what the movie ended up as because they had to change the holiday 
who knows what else they changed. Uh, it might have been just a complete mess at the end of it. But uh, considering that they had already filmed scenes where they're talking about pure and, yeah. and, 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 and Jewish traditions and stuff, I can't imagine, like, did they have to reshoot everything to make this about Thanksgiving instead? Yeah. Uh, and cut out, you know, all the, you know, pathos about being from a traditional family. And uh, I don't even know how they would have made the movie have the same impact. It seemed like it might have under on its original script, but the cast is insane. We, when we, when you announced it, we talked about some of the people who were in it because there, a lot of them are often in Christopher Guest movies, but I'm watching this movie and I recognized almost everyone who, who popped up. I could not believe it. And, uh, and, and sometimes in very tiny roles uh, and everybody was, uh, sometimes they didn't have as juicy of a part as I would have liked because maybe they, there's somebody who's much bigger now and could have pulled something off that would have been more, more uh, impactful. But, but uh, I mean, the, I don't know how much of it was as unscripted as I think a lot of his other stuff is like, for instance, best in show, I think there's a lot more ad libbing in that. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, you know, best something like Best in Show doesn't have a, it doesn't necessarily have a, a narrative. Like there's not a major story happening, and this one does. So you have to like script it so that you you can get that that those parts of the story in line, uh, to tell the full story. And I think you know he, you can tell there are certain parts where he lets people play a little bit. Um, the people who are really good at playing too, um, definitely put put their little um, spin on some of it. Uh, so I really enjoyed it by the end, uh, I, but I found that it was like a much sadder movie. Like it, it was, it was less about it's, it's funny because it's, um, because the jokes are, are really clever or, or absurd or surreal and more like, it's funny because you're cringing at, at, at each of these moments. It's like, Oh God. And you get really nervous and you start to giggle. It's like, I can't believe these poor people. And it really speaks to the sort of the, the the underbelly of Hollywood, like the sad nihilistic, I guess, side of it, um, which is just a black hole that sucks people up. And <laughs> or that just, like people are high and then they crash and like disappear. Yeah, and it almost doesn't matter if you have talent or don't. It's all just like, it's luck. And if you get too wrapped up in it, you're definitely gonna get, you know, slammed down to the ground. So yeah, uh, I'll stop there. And um, I'll have more to say, I think, when other people jump in. Perfect. Um, Ruth. Okay. So um, for me, I um, had no idea what to expect. But um, when I saw it, I was like, oh, yeah. Um, it's kind of neat to be able to see exactly like how, not in the exact same way, but sometimes I don't always think about like what goes involved in making movies and stuff behind the scene. Uh, behind the scenes obviously it wasn't completely like how they do it but um yeah so that was cool and um I love too how like a bunch of the different um actors and stuff that that are um really well known in it I didn't get into it as much as I had liked except for um I did some of the jokes were were pretty funny I just I don't know if it was particularly my type of humor at all but um that's fair yeah but yeah, everyone was great at their characters. Like Jennifer Coolidge, I thought was hilarious. I was, <laughs> as being the director and then um, producer. Yeah. She's the producer. I'm sorry, the producer, not the director. She sometimes has to do important things like get snacks. <laughs> That's right. Oh, you know that was one thing I thought of was the snacks. 
were all really unhealthy and i just thought like yeah and i, I got a healthy, complete health nut but i was like there's no like meal food there's just candy and chips I just went to a costco and just bought both yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> um, but the buzz with the with the uh oscar worthiness because the guy was kind of like all over the place i could first i couldn't tell if he was being serious or not i thought maybe he was just um playing up the whole thing and then you kind of get into where you hear about others that are kind of also in the background too where you're happy for them but then that one guy that gets gets jealous and stuff and kind of how all that plays on but he's the one that actually gets the nominee. Yeah, he's the one that gets nominated. Yeah. That he sleeps. That was the best part of the movie is that he ends up actually the one getting the nomination. Yeah. I like that because it's um, and that's kind of a serious message too. Is is uh, that guy was not even didn't even care. He didn't stay up to watch it on television. He, he wasn't worried about it, and I and it did seem like he was jealous when his girlfriend Parker Posey's character when she got her nomination. Yeah. But I but I started thinking like maybe he was actually like sort of annoyed because he was watching the actors he was working with change at the very idea that they were going to get noticed for what they were doing. Even after they would say like, oh, it's just about the work. I don't care. And I think maybe he was like pissed about it. And it, maybe if from Christopher Guest's point of view, his character is the real actor. Cause you know, we open on him. He did all his homework. He wanted to, he really wanted to work hard and do a good job in his part. Yeah. Uh, and everyone's like, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. You know, it's just all about the superficial stuff in Hollywood. You don't need to work this hard, but he's the one who gets nominated. So my favorite thing Sorry to jump. No, it's not my turn. But my favorite scenes or my favorite parts were watching how the actors changed after they get or they think they're going to get nominated. Like um, Victor Allen Miller when he's on like that TRL type show. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then um, Marilyn when she just gets all this plastic surgery and she starts dressing. It was so hard to look at Parker. her. Uh, I know. Yeah, that was crazy looking. I, I love that scene with Parker Posey because she's doing, she's looking at her like, I, I, oh my God. She's yeah. She can't look her in the eye. Like, I don't know what's happening. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Fahad, what did you think? Um, So I, I felt the exact same way that Eric felt. Um, starting it off, it took me a little while to get into the groove of what they're doing with this one. Um. You know, admit, admit, admittedly, admittedly, oh God, I mm -hmm. cut that part out, Eric. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so anyways, um, I've only, I've only seen a Best of Show. I don't think I've seen any of his other movies. So I was looking at, I thought it was going to be kind of a, that kind of a mockumentary where it was like Eric said, it was more jokey and just the interactions between characters together on the camera, talking to each other and seeing like some of those antics where it was a little less about that. Um, so it, it took a little while, but at that halfway point is about where I started really getting into it and enjoying it. Um, I think at that moment where reality struck in terms of who's nominated, who's not, and kind of seeing the downfall of all that, um, it's where, where it started getting fun again, um, or more fun. Uh, I think, I mean, you guys have already hit a lot of the parts. Like my biggest thing was I just couldn't look at Marilyn after all that plastic <laughs> surgery. I, I was like, wondering like what exactly i know she's squinching a lot to make it look really yeah crazy, but there's, there's something too. going on i'm like and she had fake teeth too which gave yeah. her a weird shape it was like yeah. and her mouth so really bizarre um but like eric said too it was amazing to see just all of the different people 
popping up that weren't necessarily like the traditional Dave uh, Christopher Guest. Uh, I was a David Guest, isn't that uh, husband <laughs> Nelly's like husband, husband yeah. or something? <laughs> um, Christopher Guest's uh, usual cast of characters. Um, the most random one out of them all was John Krasinski. Yes. <laughs> so this movie came out in 2006. So when I, I saw it in the movie theater, I would have had no idea like who that was. Yeah. And then um, there was also very briefly Howard from the Big Bang Theory. Yeah, He's I saw that. Over. Yeah, I I'd never, I'd never saw Big Bang Theory, but I recognize him from that as well as from Florence Foster Jenkins. Which was an Oscar nominated movie. <laughs> and Ricky Gervais, because I didn't I oh, wouldn't yeah. have known who that was then. Like, we had a, well, he's a mustache now, but it, without a mustache, it was like, who is that? That took me a while. Well, that's the guy who invented and starred in The Office in the UK yeah. and the biggest one of the biggest stars to come out of The Office US. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. True. <laughs> that is funny. Um but uh it's also interesting to see how some of those mainstay people, some of them had smaller roles than they did in other movies like Jane Lynch. I know she popped up throughout as kind of like a way to help us see where things are with the entertainment world in this movie at that time and um, at that time uh, in the movie. But uh, it was just weird because I felt like she really got a sm- much smaller role. My like, favorite too, thing that together. she does though is when she's asking the question to Victor <laughs> Allen Miller and she asks like but then she says no that it wasn't a rhetorical question but she's like no i'm sorry that was a rhetorical question <laughs> yeah. that was rhetorical. you don't have to answer but he already answered <laughs> he's rhetorical you don't have to answer. Okay. um but yeah this, i think it was in that same scene when fred willard was talking about the little engine that could and was just going on about how it was like a duty book to get in and out of and parker posey kept saying um i think i can i think i, think I, I can, can. I think I think he's like he only said it three times like he's very <laughs> I, I enjoy him i love that both their characters i don't know if you noticed but they're both characters of a certain age who are trying desperately to look young yes and i think that was like a th- like everyone in hollywood kept trying to look younger and like even that stupid radio um show i think that parker posey went on yeah. i don't remember her character's name morningwood it was yeah. just two old men trying to act <laughs> like young yeah. radio people. Yeah, they're like, when do you, when do you, um, is somebody take their top off or something? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, so come on, stupid. man. The way yeah. people debase themselves just to sort of stay in the public eye <laughs> in the hopes that the, the, the publicity will win them an award instead of their work. So again, yeah. it's also very sad, but also very true, which makes it sadder and it keeps going mm. around and around. Yeah. Oh, it's still my thing. Um <laughs> if you're done, then um I want to hear what Takia has to think. Yeah, I'm I'm done. I can be done. Yeah, this one, what like everyone said, took me a while to get into it. I um I don't think this is really my humor. It was kind of a like the Shits Creek type humor that everyone in the world is into except for me. <laughs> so it's like it it was good acting and all just not my type so I, I found myself drift my mind drifting a little bit as I was watching it sorry <laughs> um but I did like the acting the good um strong acting from uh, you know I love Catherine Hare of course I um it picked up for me like I think like everyone else said a little bit where they all kind of 
got into the Oscar head, their Oscar heads, and she, her, her little Botox plastic surgery, like she was in a wind tunnel. That was funny. Um, yeah. Um, he was on TRL. That was kind of interesting seeing that. Like, oh, yeah. Almost got the time of TRL. It was around 2020. This movie was made in 2006. So it's kind of fun seeing, kind of reminiscing on that. So there was some, um, and then there's some, I wrote down some some funny lines that were, that popped out at me. They're funny. Like the, um, I'm a Gentile, look at my foreskin. That was kind of funny. <laughs> and, <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, let's see. A fox smells his own hole first. That was kind of Oh, funny. I like that. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. So for me, it was more like the little, the thing, the little, little quips that came out. That was cool. Um, what else did I see? Chicago under my mom's dining room table. Someone, one of the guys was saying that someone was saying my favorite place is Chicago. Well, my favorite place is under my mom's dining room table. So I don't know. It was kind of off the wall, kind of a little quirk there. I thought that was a little funny, you know. Was, <laughs> I liked, yeah, Jennifer Coolidge, Catherine Hare, Parker Posey. But like I said, unfortunately, my mind just just drifted a little bit. It, it didn't hold my attention enough. <laughs> uh, like I said, the second part with, like I said, they when especially after they found out that they didn't get the nominations and they were all like head basket cases, that got got my attention a little bit. But overall, it, it was maybe for someone else, their, the humor was more for them, not for me. <laughs> But it didn't mean it was a bad movie. It's just, you know, like I said, it just, no, like, yeah. Yeah. That's, <clears throat> that's it was definitely very subtle in its cleverness. And I, it, yeah. and I bet you, if you were working in Hollywood in the industry, you would watch this and it would, um, it would hit you even harder. Eric, it's funny you mentioned that like, I was reading, I always read about little synopsis things too, to, to get a little more out of the movie, especially if it was kind of like, am I wondering about something, whatever. And they said, I read what you said that oh. they are. Yeah. It, um, if you know the inner workings of Hollywood, you would like the movie even more, even more so. Yeah. You'd essentially be laughing at yourself, like, oh crap, I've yeah. done that. Um, yeah. Um, Christopher Guest wrote this with um, Eugene Levy, I think. Yeah. Area. I read that. Which is cool. I love him. And I do like, I do like Eugene Levy. Yeah. We'll go ahead and tell you what I thought. So I saw this movie almost, I guess, 20 years ago when it came out. And I hadn't seen it since. And um, I remember sort of feeling like you did the first time I saw it. But now going back through the rewatch, I loved it the entire time. I really enjoyed it. But I love Christopher Guest. And I do that. It, I like um, his sense of humor. I do enjoy it. Um, I think Best in Show was his best movie. I think everybody kind of feels that way. Um, but I think his other ones are worth watching. And I loved how they were poking fun of Hollywood. And so I think you're right. Like if you were really into in the movie making business, I think this would probably resonate with you a lot more. But I love the characters he develops. And I also love um, having seen his other movies, like seeing the characters in different roles. You know what I mean? Like who are they going to play in this movie? I love that kind of thing. So it's fun seeing them and how... He changes them up, gives some of them smaller roles in some of the movies. But um, I love this movie. One of my favorite um, scenes, I made Stuart watch it with me again this afternoon. The scene when Marilyn goes to the bar with her friend and the friend is telling her about this former actor who's now a shoe salesman and how the, he was helping her try on shoes. And all of a sudden, 
uh, Marilyn remembers, oh, it's the man with the breath, the guy with the breath. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Can I ask, do you any think better? Well, there's no possible way it could have been better. That he would have had his <laughs> gut taken out and his teeth removed. Can I ask you, do you think that like her... <laughs> it's just the funniest, like, most... Do you think that her friend was going to end that story with, well, I took him home and we slept together? Because I felt like maybe she was going somewhere, but then... <laughs> Marilyn was so rude about how <laughs> gross so the guy was that she's like, well, I can't finish the damn story now because you just told me just, it's disgusting. It's disgusting. <laughs> That's man. where I thought the story was going to go. I was like, she was very excited to say, yeah. I took this guy home who I thought was attractive. But, <laughs> but I, overall, I really enjoyed watching it again. And um, maybe in like 20 years, you all can rewatch it and enjoy it as much as I did. <laughs> I think I agree that if I watched it again, because I'd know exactly what kind of tone I was going into, then I would enjoy it more from start to finish. I think so for me as well. I think if I watched it again, especially knowing where it goes, yeah, just kind of see them. Because it is a bit confusing. Like, what is going to happen with this? And then it's just, it's just so ridiculous because they have this movie about a Jewish holiday that probably not many people know, knew, you know, knew about. Um, and they change it absolutely into this completely other, you know, completely different movie, Home for Thanksgiving. Another funny scene I thought was when they were showing the movie posters, the ideas that they had, and they had like their heads on like the crackers. Oh, that was funny. Posters. Yeah. All of the posters were ridiculous. Yeah, they were. <laughs> terrible, terrible. So can everyone... I guess I'm not, I must be like a Christopher Guest virgin or something. Everyone like knows about this guy, this, this, this director. I feel kind of silly. Um, what is there something that he's totally known for that everyone, like everyone in the United States knows that I would know in general? Best or, in show of the movie about a dog show? I never heard of that. So, I mean, <laughs> I mean, wait, I mean not, everyone, not everyone in the United States would know, no. Okay. <laughs> no, you I mean, all are so knowledgeable about Christopher Guest. I'm like, what's this? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, waiting for Duffman? Waiting for no, Batman, and then a mighty wind. A mighty wind. Several yeah. movies. I'm guessing a mighty wind doesn't involve passing gas. I'm just thinking it was like a mighty wind type. No, it's about. <laughs> no. I think that's I, probably the funny. joke. I think that's surely the joke of the title. I'm sure. People playing <laughs> in instruments songs. Okay, so maybe if I knew more of the director, I would have got into it. I never saw any of those movies. Well, if you don't like. <laughs> This one at all. I'm not mm. sure that you'll like. I, I don't think you will. Yeah, I probably won't watch this. Yeah. I mean, his I, maybe his most famous thing ever was Spinal Tap, which Michael McKeon is also, he starred in it and also wrote it. And Michael McKeon, who's also in a lot of his movies, he was also in that movie. And that movie's like a cult phenomenon. So. Is it, isn't it, is it, is it, is the full title first, This is Spinal Tap? This is Spinal Tap. I oh, think. is that the full title? Yeah. I think so, yeah. And these all comedies, or are there like some serious films involved? Like, what what are all these? They're, they're all... comedies. I would. They're oh, like fake, fake mockumentary, like fake documentaries. <laughs> that's probably why I haven't seen them. I'm not, I'm not into that type of genre, so that's probably why. Okay, I'm glad to at least learn about someone that everyone else, like you guys, have heard of. So at least learning about about this act, this director has been pretty pretty interesting. So yeah. <laughs> well, you should try Best in Show. Okay, I'll try. I'll give it a whirl. Well, does anyone else have anything they want to say? I have lots. I, I think we covered the story, but I just want to maybe touch base on a few other things. Um, first on the story, I wanted to ask Fahad 
and, and I'll ask the rest of you if you remember this scene, but I want to ask Fahad if he thought of the same thing that I did at the time, but there's a scene that they're, um, I think they're, yeah, they're filming a scene of Home for Purim and, and there's Rachel Harris and, and the guy, uh, Brian Chubb is, is the character's name, Christopher Moynihan. And he's having a conversation alone with her. And, and he says, so do you guys live near each other? And she goes, well, we share a bed. So I guess if you consider that near each other. No. Oh. <laughs> it immediately made me think of the, the dinner conversation uh, uh, during Lesbian Spank Inferno on the episode, that episode of Coupling. The way they keep like asking her question questions because they, it's the opposite. They think they're in a lesbian relationship, but the, the answers are just they get rid more ridiculous. <laughs> I I did not go there when uh, and so he somehow the show coupling an episode there, and but I didn't go there uh, when I was watching this. But I can see what you're saying is from the opposite end. That's yeah. How that I think it's the way she reacts when she answers him. It, it's very much the way uh, that, that character. Dry is. matter of fact and annoyed with the fact of like, why the are you, she, you think, Of course. Like, like, Mike, you think I grow breasts when I'm aroused? Immediately, I was like, oh my gosh, <laughs> that's awesome. Um, but yeah, on the actors, like I said, there's so many people popped up. You said uh, John Krasinski. Yeah, that was a very strange thing, very early and very quick. The weirdest one for me, and um, I'll bet. Uh, I'll bet Fahad, who would know who this person is, and Ruth, you should know her too. I'll bet you didn't notice, but Sarah Shahi hmm. was one yeah, of the, she her. was the co-anchor on that show, that morning show that yep. they did. I didn't even recognize her. Oh, I recognize her. As as I recognize her too. I was like, that's Carmen. I'm in love with her. <laughs> that's the weirdest thing for me because she's not even like in this sort of circle of a- actors. So I don't know, just for her to show up out of nowhere. It was also very strange to see a, a very young Sandra O. Oh yeah. Pop up. Um, who else was? There? Oh, first of all, Rachel Harris doesn't get a lot of credit. Uh, and I don't see her in too many things. So I was very excited to see that she was part of the main cast of this. Rachel yeah. Harris played uh, the lesbian lover, uh, Mary Pat. Uh, so I was very happy to see her show up. Who was very much that kind of, uh, I need to stay in character even offset. Yeah. So call me by my character. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so, and, and just on the subject, on the acting performances in general, um, I have to say like Catherine O'Hara, just every single thing she does, she, she's one of the greatest living actresses. She is amazing. Like, I don't think I've ever seen it, anything that she's been in that I've been like, well, that was mediocre. Yeah. She's, she's, o- she's always um, more than capable. She's always like a joy to watch on screen. And then in, in, in at least once in everything she does, she does something so incredible that you're like, what? Is- I don't even know what she's doing. Like this proves to me I shouldn't be an actor because I would never be this good. I think in this movie, it was this, it's the scene at the end where he's, he's going and, and he's, um, he's touching base. Fred Willard is going around and interviewing all the people who didn't get a nomination from his movie. <laughs> and she is such a drunk mess. <laughs> And you almost, you can like barely understand what she's saying sometimes, but and it's just so sad and so perfect with her yeah. boobs out. You know? like, yeah. I have never seen her like, and she always finds a way to pull out a performance that she's never actually done before in any other character. <clears throat> but I have to say, I'm uh, my favorite, my second favorite person is probably Parker Posey. I love her too. And I, I do not understand why she's never been nominated for a major award. Like, never an Emmy, never an Oscar. I think she was nominated nominated a long time ago for a Golden Globe for some TV movie. 
Um, but uh, everything she does should have gotten an Oscar nomination. And I include this movie. I thought she was very delightful. Um, she has a lot of great moments. Uh, when she, you know, busts into tears because she thinks her boyfriend's jealous about her nomination. It just storms off. It was fantastic. So I also wanted to talk about, I know Fahad has, but I can't remember. Takia, did you go see Pearl with us? You're no, on- she did not see it. She didn't see it. Okay. I, I didn't see it. Sorry. Uh, okay. Well, Fahad, in the final, final scene, when uh, Catherine O'Hara's character, Marilyn Hack, is running the acting class again, which she never wanted to do. <laughs> yeah. But she she loves it now. You know, you, always, you find a way to love where you end up, I guess. But uh, that final shot where, where she goes through that monologue, explaining to her children, like, oh, the joy of this life that she has. And she, she's making that because she's still all done up in the weird you know, plastic surgery mess that she's created of herself. I really, really wanted it to become the end scene of Pearl where she finishes talking and then they just stay and she just keeps making the face throughout the whole credits, (laughs) like, you know, and maybe like bursts into tears and then smiles again. It's like, oh, that would have been so perfect for this movie. That would have been good, yeah. I'm sure Christopher Guest saw Pearl and was kicking himself for not (laughs) deciding to do that way back then, 16 years ago. Yeah. Yeah, okay. I could totally see that character making that kind of face and like struggling and like, <laughs> it would have been so amazing. I think Eric's pretty much said everything yeah. I, I would have to say. Yeah. Catherine O'Hara, it's just amazing to watch her, like in everything she does, like you've already said. So I don't know why I'm repeating exactly what you just said, but she, she was great. Parker Posey was great. Um, I really liked Rachel Harris's character, just to, um, even the character she played in the movie that was in the movie that they were playing um just that i think i liked um fred willard was a favorite of mine i I liked him with jane lynch and the way they played off each other who was the guy that was um kept on saying some stuff about the uh how he was not familiar with the internet who was that who was that guy again it was like john michael hickens i think is okay the actor's name it's a bit humorous. I kind of like With him. the mustache who kept saying he was eight one eighth Choctaw. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He has, a, he has some getting more Indian through the movies. Like at the by the end of it, he's like, "There's a certificate on my wall about my <laughs> my uh, level of Choctawness or something." Like, oh gosh. <laughs> Although I will me, think he seemed I, to pronounce that Choctaw phrase very well. Yeah, he oh. gave me some chuckles. So I like that actor. He's funny. He's in uh, Great News, that show actor yeah. Eric I told you you should watch with. Um, oh yeah 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 he's a character actor that i've seen in a lot of stuff but i just it's one of those people where i can't i I know i recognize him but i could not tell you one thing (laughs) off the top of my head he's a main i don't know for both seasons okay uh well nobody mentioned it but the guy who plays victor victor miller i think is the main guy oh uh, his voice I picked it up right away. I was like, Simpsons. I hear Simpsons. Yes, Simpsons. he's Ned Flanders. Oh, that's who I thought it was Isn't he also the, is he not the the pre the preacher, the minister guy? Yeah, I think he does several voices. Because that's the voice I heard when he was talking. I'm like, I, I was reading, yeah. I was reading he does 21 voices in the Simpsons. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, at this point, he's been there for the, since the beginning. Oh my gosh. Oh wow. Is he still doing it too? He's still oh, yeah, doing yeah, all yeah. his voices. Oh good lord. Wow. Uh, once I realized it, because uh, I knew Harry Shearer was in this movie, but then when it started, I sort of lost track. And then halfway <laughs> through, I was like, oh, wait, which one is Harry Shearer? Uh? Once I realized it was him, then I could hear his voice. And it, 
And, and it wasn't that I was hearing the characters. It was just that I, the way he uses his voice, I was like, okay, yeah, he's a voice actor. He's, oh, yeah. He knows how to fill the room with his voice. And <laughs> Wow. He, he's the voice of Ned Flanders, Principal Skinner, Kent Brockman, Lenny, Dr. Hibbert, Mr. Burns, Waylon Smithers, uh, Reverend Lovejoy, Otto, Scratchy. Oh, gosh. Wait, he's still Dr. Hibbert? I don't know if he's still, but... Okay. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, Hank Azaria can't do a poo anymore. Yeah. Uh, Kristen Bell that. lost her job on Central Park uh, oh. because uh, because she was playing a biracial character. Oh, wow. <laughs> so I'm I'd be I'm I'd be a little surprised if the people yeah. were still okay with Harry Shearer doing Dr. Hibbard, but but if he is, I'm fine with it. I'm just saying I'm surprised. <laughs> but yeah, so it's got a great cast with a lot of great acting throughout. From I mean everybody. Good. Um, oh, speaking of, I think when I was talking about earlier how some of them, I was a little surprised with how small their roles were. Jennifer Coolidge was another one. Yeah, um, I think it was a lot smaller than I was expecting. I, I wonder if he's because he's basically saying how he he's he works in the industry. He's a writer, director, and actor. And with this movie, he's kind of saying, I guess, a little bit how he feels about these people in the industry. And mm-hmm. the most scathing review he's he's giving is the is producers because Jennifer Coolidge he's basically saying I think producers add zero value and just make the industry a nightmare because she's really just ridiculous. She's worried about paying for snacks, and her opinions on things are awful. And when she what did she? We can um, she when she was saying that they could change oh they we can make the movie about Easter and just focus on the rabbit. Yeah. <laughs> other suggestion and i like when they the writers come to her hoping that she that she will uh defend them to the director but then she invites the director over and she makes them defend themselves but in the middle of the argument she says and what about me (laughs) it's like what do you mean (laughs) she just wanted to be a part of the argument what about me (laughs) oh but her best part was Okay, I don't want anyone to film me. I don't want anyone to know what I look like from behind. So can you make sure the cameras are off? Oh yeah, I like that was funny. What a bizarre request. That was funny. Uh, I like that. I thought Ricky Gervais did a great job. I, I don't know. I don't want to break your heart, but I think he bothers me. Oh, I love him though. So you have to love him too. <laughs> I do. I have a different opinion about him. When when he showed up, or when I saw him in the cast list, one of the two, I was like, "Oh, this is why Shelley likes this movie." No, it's not why. I didn't even know who he was then. I was so excited to see him. And plus, oh, did you did you remember he was in this? No, that's why I was oh, so, so excited like, oh. to see him come up. And um, but then so like, well, he had too. plastic surgery, and I think no, he just looked like he lost weight since then. And he grew a beard. <laughs> <laughs> he bothers you you don't i well there he's been in the news recently for some bad comedy where he uh he, i think he made some comments about trans people or something um i forget the details so i don't want to speak out of class but uh he got in trouble with some people um but then in general i think it's just if i have to watch him for too long i start getting annoyed but that's uh-huh. just that's just me you should watch the office uk yeah, watch it. It's only one season, like six yeah. episodes. See, right? he knows what to do. He does that with all sure. of his shows. He 
doesn't make them drag out for too many seasons. That's a good thing about um, British television in general. Yeah. Like uh, Absolutely Fabulous was airing for, I don't know, something over a decade or more, but they only did 39 episodes because sometimes there just would be years and they wouldn't make a series. <laughs> and then they come back next year and be like, okay, we'll do a set of, we'll do 10 episodes. <laughs> mm-hmm. But you like never know when it's coming, but it's like, they're only doing it when they want to, not because they're like obligated That's like to. Uh, Curb Your Enthusiasm. He only well, this, does, that's good. Yeah. He only, I mean, it's been on for a long time now, but he only does it when he wants to do it. And that's yeah. better because then you're going to get quality because you're not pumping out. Shows, yeah. That have to commit to 22 episodes a season and they have to do it every year. You can watch the storytelling. They're like, oh, God, you know, nobody has their heart in this anymore. Why are they still doing it? Take a break, come back. It's a good model. I think we should use more often. But in America, mm-hmm. we just want money, money, money. Mm hmm. Can't take a break. Well, okay. It's that time again for... Recast! We close each episode with the recast game, where we each play casting director and choose a different actor from any era, living or dead, to portray a character in the film instead. First up is... Myself! (laughs) (laughs) That's nepotism. So I first we've never had that. Good job. I recast Parker Posey with Aubrey Plaza. Oh yeah, yeah. Wouldn't she be perfect? Totally could see her in 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 this movie. Actually, in any role, but um, I think she has that. Well, yeah. When was the last time Christopher Guest made a movie? Because been a while. He's he's missed this whole new generation of actors that would be perfect for a Christopher Guest movie. And Aubrey Plaza would be top of the list. And he could bring John Krasinski back. Yes. Part. Um, so yeah, I think she would be perfect. I'll watch her in anything, so I agree. Uh, <laughs> so not about replacing Parker Posey. Eric, why don't you... Even I love Parker Posey, though. She's perfect in anything, too. So. That's the difficulty with this movie, right? Is like you don't want to replace anybody. That no. seems like a crime. So, but that's the job. Mm-hmm. So I decided to request, I decided to, sorry, replace, recast the one person that I didn't really know, Christopher Moynihan, who played uh, the character Brian Chubb, who, who was in Home for Purim, the only one who actually got the Oscar nomination. And I thought it might be interesting to have Frankie Munez play him. Oh, <laughs> oh. I, I thought he might be a little... He might seem, it might make the character seem sweeter. Like you're sort of like, like he's the one person, like the one real person amongst all these sort of fame hungry people. Uh, and then you might sort of enjoy the fact that he he actually gets award. I, I mean, there's nothing wrong with Christopher Moynihan, I guess, but there wasn't much to the character and I just didn't think that he brought much to it. But I guess, I mean, there wasn't much to bring to. So Frankie Muniz, I think would have made it interesting for me. I like it. How about you, Ruth? So I was thinking um, the girlfriend, was her name what, was Mary Pat? Mm-hmm. Um, I thought it would be interesting, especially like how, what that time period takes place as, to um, recast her as someone, as far as an actor goes, is very charming and would be curious to see how the mom would interact with it, would be um, Catherine Monig from uh, The O Word. Ooh. I thought that might be interesting. <laughs> uh, she plays Shane. You can turn anybody. Yeah. yeah. That would be very different because Rachel Harris's character in this, 
I think she's meant to be very homely. She's like the you know glamorous Parker Posey shows up. She's like, and this is my lesbian lover. <laughs> 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 this short woman with like a bad haircut and no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but then Catherine yeah. Monick is like, you know, a U.S. Yeah. girl. <laughs> yeah, I would just like to see how the mom. She might be like, ooh. <laughs> Well, it, it was she'd be Catherine Monick, but in like her Shane sort of I'm in a suit. And I've oh, got yeah, yeah. yeah. It would be nice if they could have the mother like actually think she's a man at first. <laughs> you yourself such a <laughs> handsome gentleman. <laughs> <laughs> no. You will see. Kind of like that. Um, um, Takia. Boy, I chose to recast uh, Marilyn Hack with oh, well, Meryl Streep. Her, uh, yeah, so I was thinking about her. She's a lot of versatility with the two characters she plays, and so I thought it'd be kind of interesting to see her as a quirky character. So, and especially as she was, as she, especially when she was younger as well. So, yeah, okay. I don't know. Saw Meryl Streep, so yeah, a younger Meryl Streep. <laughs> I love Meryl Streep. Yeah, yeah she's awesome. I did too. Yep. All right. How about you, Fahad? So I went really deep in the characters. And do you guys remember the critics, the love it critic and the hate it critic? Yeah. yeah. So I did, I, I'm recasting the love it critic with Jack McBrayer. He's yeah. from 30 Rock. Uh, he plays Kenneth. Uh, he has that complete personality of anybody who would love any movie out there. Like, he'd totally say, I love that movie. I love this movie. I that movie you know <laughs> um so the guy's personality in this movie fit jack mcbrayer a lot so i would recast him i like that Perfect. see there's another actor that i think christopher guest missed out on yeah and he could be in the movies now well alrighty. i guess it's time to rate the movie so everybody open up your chat enter a number uh and then raise your thumb when you're done I can't see Takia. Is she raising her? There you okay. All right. So Fahad, count us down. Okay, we're going to count down to zero. And on the row, hit enter. Three, two, one, zero. Okay. Noodles did not like it. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> but but I'm curious because the acting, you said you liked the acting. <laughs> that, that, that was a point five. But, but oh oh it would have been a two so you really hated this movie but you love the acting I, I, okay I'm sorry. i haven't figured you out yet i haven't figured you out. <laughs> um well, well don't be sorry we're just all trying to figure out your your criteria i'm hard to figure out <laughs> so okay i gave it a 3.75 and ruth gave it a 2.75 fahad gave it a three Takia gave it a 2.5, and I don't see Eric's for some reason. Um, it's a 3.5. I do 2.75. I kind of, that's what oh. I was more looking for. Not because yeah, it's just in general. Yeah, you don't changed. have to change it if you don't, you don't have No, to. it's not pressure. No, I, I, I wanted to do something a little more to it, because so, I wanted to be like right at edge of three. So that's what so, I was yeah, looking for. You're a 2.75? Yeah. Seriously, not because of you guys. And I, I was looking more of something higher like, than the 2.5. I figured, yeah. So you're you're good with that? Yes, I'm good. Yeah. Okay. Um that brings us to an average of 3.15. Okay. It's good. Mm-hmm. Well, it's a little low for Christopher Guest, but I guess, you know. It's all right. 
It's all right. It's all right. Uh, I did have some final words about the movie, which is just that, can we all agree how spot on this parody of Hollywood is? Right down to the the movie they're making uh, inside the movie that's supposed to be generating Oscar buzz. It's so exactly like Oscar bait, you know? Yeah. Take a traditional family, set it in the past, make them all come home for, for, for family dinner, make there be some tension, you know, some years of estrangement, have a lesbian. <laughs> have, <laughs> have one parent dying. Yeah, yeah, have one parent dying from a terminal illness. It's like, check all the boxes. And like, I know we've all seen this yeah. movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's exactly right. <laughs> it was. Well, I think that we have to call on, I want to say, Takia to introduce our next movie. Okay, so first movie I, I present last year involved a, uh, the kindergarten teacher involved a, uh, school and a disturbed woman <laughs> so this movie um involves school-aged children but in a I guess a more of an aftermath tragic way yeah and you see the point of view from the the mom that's all i'm gonna say about it i want you guys to kind of gather your own thoughts about what you see this one is called we need to talk about kevin Ooh. yes i think this one has ezra miller oh and as tilda swinton i like her she's as they're yeah. my favorite actors. Those are good hot names. I feel like the the her her son in this movie, Ezra Miller. I feel like he was in this movie before he became star, like oh, yeah. bigger. Yeah. So it's maybe I feel it's like it's a while ago. Yeah. I feel like this was even one of his like first movies or something like that. Oh, like first or second movies or something like that. So can you yes. that? Oh, we are God. taking a break next week, so there won't be an episode. Uh next week being the week after. Thanksgiving, <laughs> because mm-hmm. this episode comes out on Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. But we'll be taking a break, and then we'll come back with Tiki's movie. We need to talk about Kevin. All right. I declare this episode of Old Fogies and Films concluded. Thanks for joining us. You can find us on Facebook and find our list on Letterboxd. Don't forget to leave a comment or review. Everybody say goodbye. Bye. 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 I miss people doing a fun accent for I declare. I declare. <laughs> oh, I'll, I'll, I'll do it. I, I ham it up. Okay. <laughs> I declare. Remember. <laughs> I declare. <laughs>